I'm not pulling out of my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another Drive to Work Coronavirus Edition. Okay, so I've been doing a lot of uh, interviews now, and I have a, a, a very fun interview. So it is Richard Garfield. Hi, this is Richard. So um, I've been doing a bunch of these interviews, and I you are my number one request, by the way. Uh, back when my interviews were all people that were riding in my car with me, People used to request you being on my podcast, and I'm like, Richard doesn't live anywhere near me, so this doesn't work. Um, but now that we have a chance to do it on a phone, so the coronavirus, some good will come of it. I, I finally get to interview you. Oh, okay. Uh, well, happy to be here. Okay, so I thought it would be fun. Um, I get a lot of questions from the public, and a lot of them I know the answers for because they're things that I worked on. Uh, but I get a lot of questions about Alpha and Magic in general that I, I don't know the answers because... They were something you did. So I thought I would ask you all about Alpha and just some questions that I get all the time. Okay. Okay, so question number one. Why five colors? Uh, um, five colors, uh, it's, it's rooted in games that I was making uh, in the early 80s. Uh, uh, some friends and I were making uh, a, a bunch of card games based on... Uh, 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 based on each other, and one, uh, uh, there was a book that was uh, going around then uh, called The Master of the Five Magics, I think it was. Now, I, I never read it, but uh, one of my friends did, and so that probably is where the number five came from originally. I probably would have changed it, except it works really well for uh, a, a lot of things. Uh, the the way the uh, that you can get this interesting arrangement of uh, allies and enemies uh, you can't do with four. Uh, it just becomes a lot more predictable. Uh, but uh, there, there's so many different combinations with five uh, that uh, it works really nicely. So were all, was it always those five colors? Uh, yes, yes, it was always those five colors. Um, there were... Uh, some earlier prototypes where I began relating the colors to the lands, and it was always those lands as well. I think I might have done something different for islands for a while, for blue, because it felt weird that uh, that you had uh, some a bunch of land that could be connected in one type that wasn't really connected. So, uh, But I forget what it was. Maybe lakes, I don't know. It had something to do with water, so. Okay. Um... Okay, so next question. Why 20 life? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, 20 life uh, was just the, the very first number that, that I put down, and uh, it gave a good good game length. Um, and uh, so entirely intuition, and the rest of the game was probably uh, designed uh, largely around it. So uh, it ends up uh, becoming the best choice retroactively. Did, you didn't try any other life total? Never. I mean, uh, after uh, after the game was well play tested and it was definitely going to be twenty life, we did play around with uh, ten life and uh, thirty life and forty life, just as variants, uh, and they were interesting. Uh, but um, but uh, but twenty uh, was was uh, worked really well. Okay. Next question: uh, Why seven card hand? That, uh, that's a good question. Um, there was probably something in my uh, game that I was thinking of uh, where seven was standard. Um, I, 
can't think of what it was, though. Did, did you ever try anything other than seven, or seven is what you tried and that's what you stayed with? Seven is what I tried and that's what I stayed with. Um, um, I, 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 in my games, I often uh, pick these numbers by intuition. Um, so, so, for example, uh, my recent game, uh, Keyforge, uh, has six card hands. And uh, I pick six early, and I have no idea why I did it, and it just works pretty well for that game. Okay. Okay, so next one. Why a 40-card deck? And just to remind the audience, originally, in Magic's original rules, it was a 40-card deck. It later became 60. <clears throat> that one I can actually, uh, I actually have a, a, a reason that doesn't just say I forget or it was intuition. Um, in the early days, uh, we expected people to get one deck and maybe, maybe a booster or two, but we didn't expect people as a rule to get a lot more than that. Uh, we we saw the upper end uh, purchasers we thought would be like five decks, um, so uh, forty cards is just uh, if you get your sixty card deck and you strip down how uh, uh, how wh- where do you end up? It has to be so sixty is unreasonable because then you got to play your entire purchase. Forty cards allows you to strip down to something which is. Uh, it wouldn't be playable by these days standards, but back in that in those it, it was fine. Uh, so, uh, and, and it, we, I wanted it to be as large as possible because I didn't want to, uh, because the more cards in your deck, the more variety you have. Just to remind some of the audience who might not know this, when Magic first was sold, it was not only sold in 15-card boosters, but also 60-card decks. That's what Richard's talking about. <laughs> that is what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, next, let's talk a little bit about the card types. So and, Magic and, started with and, se- seven card types. Um, so it started with artifact, creature, enchantment, land, uh, sorcery, instant, and interrupt. Yep. So, uh, which what, what card type came first? Creature, land, uh, land, land, uh, and uh, I mean land, creature, and uh, spell were uh, pretty much all all at once. They were a package deal. Okay. Um, the uh, if I had to put an order on it, I'd say land, creature, uh, spell, but the uh, but uh, uh, the idea that uh, um, the land was what you paid for, what you used to pay for your cards, was uh, the dawn of magic as it exists today. And I wanted two types of cards, one which uh, stayed in play uh, and had, was an investment in the future, um, but didn't pay off immediately, and that's what a creature is, and one that uh, had an effect right now, but then it wasn't there anymore, and that was what a spell was. What, so uh, was a spell originally a uh, uh, sorcery, or was it an instant? I Meaning, could you do it any time, or was it limited in the first version? Uh, I think the, probably the very first version, um, I was. Uh, they were all... Uh, mm, I, I probably distinguish between those really early, because I know I had things like counter spells. You obviously have to play those at any time, and mm-hmm. I had things like... Uh, um, uh, fireballs, uh, which you could play as an instant or tsunami or whatever, but uh, um, so probably, probably that was very early. And if I had to pick one, uh, I don't know, probably instant. Um, but, okay. Uh, but uh, it was clear you needed, if you wanted to have it, so you could do something on other people's turns, which I did with again counterspell. That you needed, uh, you needed two different classes of uh, uh, of spell. 
How early did that come in? The, the instant sorcery, how early did that happen? Very early. Very early. Uh, probably, uh, I, I, I'm, I guess, I'm guessing the first 120 card, uh, the very, very first version of magic, which looks like modern magic, I called Alpha Magic, which is confusing because later on Alpha yeah. was something we published. But that was 120 cards done on like half a, each one was maybe half a three by five card. And, uh, and I would split it into two parts and, uh, play. And so we'd each get a random 60, 60 cards from this deck. And mm -hmm. in that, there were, uh, there were instants and, uh, and, and sorceries. Okay. But in that original version, there was creatures, land, instant sorcery, but none of the other card types existed yet? There was probably artifacts too. Okay. Well, how did artifacts come about? Artifacts, uh, uh artifacts, um, are less certainly like the others. I think were kind of at the same time. It's like building a uh, building a bridge. You you kind of got to do it you know all at once. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but the artifacts probably did come a little later, even though it was in there at the very beginning. Again, they, these these are things where uh, I wanted uh, something that was going to be a long term uh, payback for the player, which creatures are. But that, that weren't going to be creatures, uh, so they could explore other mechanics, um, and that's where artifacts were. Okay, but the artifacts predated enchantments. Oh no, uh, enchantments were probably uh, before that. Also, I forgot about enchantments. Okay, so did enchantments come first, or did artifacts come first? Do you remember? Uh, enchantments would have come first. Okay, so what? What prompted enchantments? Like, so what? You were playing with creatures and spells and land. What? What got you to enchantments in the first place? Um, I, I think probably something uh, when exploring what you could do with a spell, uh, it's natural to come up with uh, effects like, well, I'd like a spell to make my creature bigger. So uh, call, it, uh, call it giant growth, and then, then it'll go away if it's an instant, but what if it was permanent? And then, uh, and then say, well... Uh, uh, you can make it permanent, but that's a, a problem for memory. So let's use the spell to remind us what's been done, and that that's where the enchantment comes from. So uh, when you made enchantments, do you think they first were global enchantments, or they were like auras sitting on things? I think they were probably both. I'd have to go back and check. Uh, um, I know that uh, there were things, like in the very, at the very beginning, there were things like Circle of Protections, which uh, um, that's, I, uh, that's not. I mean, that's uh, that's not neither sitting on anything particular nor is it global, since it only affects one player. Or would you consider that global? I well, global. When we, when we call, in the game terms, global just means it has a general effect. That's considered global. Uh, um, yes, some enchantments affect everybody, but when we use global, it just means it's a it's a, a, a effect that's not located to one thing. Yeah, I'm, pr I'm pretty sure. Very beginning, very beginning, there was circles of protection. There was things like karma. Um, uh, and uh, things like uh, unholy strength and holy strength. Um, so you you bring up karma. Were color hosers very early? They were, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about interrupt. When, when did interrupt show up? Oh, for real quickly, just for the audience, because some of the audience does not know what the, what the world an interrupt is. Early, early magic uh, counter spells and things that couldn't be reacted to except by other interrupts were, were a different card type called interrupt. Sorry. Go ahead, Richard. Yeah, interrupt uh, was certainly the one that came last, uh, and it came as a consequence of uh, beginning to look under the hood at the timing 
uh, of uh, certain things in the game, like playing cards and counterspelling and uh, and and other things, and realized that that some things had to be faster than other things. Uh, some some instants had to be faster than other instants, otherwise you couldn't counterspell them. That was uh, what we were thinking. Uh, what I was thinking at the time. And uh, I talked myself into believing that really to make it work, you needed uh, you needed something at an interrupt speed, something that was uh, faster than an instant. Um, later on, um, you know, we decided with uh, with proper timing and so forth that we didn't actually have to go there. Once we started doing the stack, I guess, in uh, more formal terms. Yes. Okay. So next, let's talk a little bit about um, evergreen keywords. So. We'll start with flying. So, my guess is flying was the first keyword. It's my guess. Uh, I think that's right. Yeah. Was that just flavor? I mean, was that just solely flavor? Like, it makes sense. People can't block birds or something. Yeah. Well, um, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of my design in general, when I once I've got a a theme for the game I'm working on, I. Uh, I begin to think about what I want, uh, what what is in that theme, and how it should be reflected in the game. And so, you know, when when you start saying, "Okay, I'm going to have a, a, a game where uh, wizards are casting spells at each other and they're summoning creatures," uh, what are the different characteristics? The creature, you know, what sort of creatures are you going to come up with? Um, I came up with a bunch that that pretty clearly their uh, defining characteristic was that they flew. Uh, and that and and uh, and so I uh, uh, tried to figure out what that would mean within the context of this game, and and, and came up with the no blocking rule. Okay, um, so I'm going to list all the creature keywords that were there in alpha. And I'm curious, what flying? I, my guess was flying came first. So I'm going to name them and tell me what you think is the second one. Uh, yep. First strike, trample, protection, regeneration, banding, and landwalk. Um, I would say, I would say, uh, probably weirdly, regeneration might have been uh, because again, it was something where creatures in these in these games in these uh, worlds regenerate, and I was trying to figure out what that would mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, but landwalk came very early. Uh, landwalk could have been second because. Once uh, once I had the flying mechanic, uh, it becomes a very natural uh, mechanic to explore. So regeneration would have been a, a power designed based on uh, the the world, and land walk would definitely have been one which is designed from mechanics. So that's an example of uh, you know, the two different directions you're designing from world or mechanics. Um, but both of those are pretty early. Uh, um, I think, yeah, first strike probably would have been pretty pretty late. Okay. Um, and um, trample, trample, trample was probably pretty early. Um, I, th- I think uh, I think I had this uh, I, I, uh, probably before first strike, but uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, when did banding happen? You think was that, was that later? <sighs> banding. Um, banding was. Probably it was on the later side as well, and that was one that was uh, um, being driven from the world point of view, not a mechanical, which is why it's so uh, sort of 
pieced together because I had this idea of what what I was looking for. I wanted creatures to be able to team up in some way, and uh, and uh, was trying to figure out a mechanical method for them to do it, as opposed to uh, me having a good mechanic and then figuring out what uh, what that would be in the world. So. What was the? How did you decide what got a name and what didn't? How, like, how, how do you figure out what got keyworded and what just was written out? Uh, I, I guess I had this uh, idea of how um, how common the mechanics were going to be, even though it wasn't uh, often reflected. There weren't too many tramplers, for example. Or, mm-hmm. Example, there were a lot of flyers. Um, so. Uh, you know, I think I think uh, I think I think it, I have inconsistent idea about it. Uh, um, but uh, but in the long run, certainly one of the things I've always liked is when you have a good mechanic, uh, whether or not you write it out, having uh, a name associated with it was powerful. So so uh, calling trample trample rather than writing it out. The real thing it did was give this uh, this valuable uh, uh, way to Im- imagine it and this flavor that it would be attached to in the world. Um, and uh, and I don't know how I chose which ones got that and which didn't, but uh, over the years I became uh, sort of much more sensitive to that because I think those uh, those keywords are really uh, add a lot to the game. Well, it's funny because modern, you know, modern magic, we have a lot more evergreen keywords. Like a lot of the ideas existed in alpha, you know, vigilance existed. It just wasn't, didn't have a name and haste existed. It just didn't have a name. Um, so it's interesting that we look at modern, like we have, I don't know, about 12, 13 sort of evergreen creature keywords. So we, we've gone up a lot, I think, because of what you're talking about is the flavors is pretty powerful having a word. It is. And I'm, uh, that's one of the things I really uh, like about that uh, development. Uh, I remember vigilance being added, and uh, and yeah, it's a. I mean, uh, in some ways, I guess I'm glad that I didn't name it originally because I think vigilance is an excellent name, and I don't know if I would have come up with that. Um, and uh, but uh, but yeah, the, uh, the 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 names are are really good. And then uh, um, I know that when I work on sets, I'm always advocating. Uh, um, like every mechanic I come up with is like a, what I really want is a keyword there, uh, even if you have to say what the mechanic is afterwards, just because it gives some people uh, a single word to talk about and uh, adds so much flavor. Yeah, that it, it, one of the things we do in early in video design or in early design is we na- we name everything, even if in the end it doesn't get named because it just we want to talk about it and having a name on it just allows us to have all that conversation. Yeah, you know. Uh, Back in the day, I didn't have the tech of writing a keyword and then writing what came after. I don't know that I, I don't think I ever did that. Oh, reminder text! You did not do reminder text, right? And so, and so, if if you don't have reminder text, that puts an upper limit to how many keywords you will have. Oh yes, so, and and so that's that's uh, while I can't say why I chose some things to be keywords and other things not with any. Uh, uh, conviction, I can say that the reason why they some things weren't keyworded is because you just can't do too many keywords unless you do reminder text as well. And I, I hadn't thought of that. Okay, so next question is, um, 
you added a rule to the game that decking, you know, running out of cards, you lose the game. How early was that, or was that a later edition? Uh, that was very early. It's probably probably in our very first playtests. Oh, because that happened right away. Um, well, the uh, um, we did not deck right away, but I think I had said, you know, that uh, that if you run out, the question came up is like, how, how, what's going to happen when you run out of cards? I guess you lose. Um, that's a a. Um, Sort of a very uh, a, a typical thing in in games is, is pretty common is that uh, is that if you can't make a move you lose. So a lot of mathematical games work that way. For example, yeah. So uh, it seemed like a natural place to start. Even though there's lots of other things you could do, uh, like you could reshuffle and keep going. Um, but uh, um, so so I think it was a natural thing for me to think of because there's so many examples that way. And then once once we were playing with it, it became pretty exciting as this. Uh, this uh, long shot alternative way to win, and uh, um, and I also like the way that uh, uh, there's a lot of deck construction uh, push towards making a smaller deck, and uh, um, even though even though if deck constructors had their brothers, they would still make very small decks. Having it so that when you when you're decked, you lose, puts some small impetus towards making a larger deck, especially back in the day. Sure. Um... Yes, okay. I've talked a lot about sort of system system design so far. So I want to get a little bit into like alpha itself. Um so what do you remember like what were the the early cards that really sort of were the signposts that I'm doing something right? This is what what to you are the ones that really were the early markers of you know they existed really early and they really set the tone for what you were making. Oh, uh well, I guess the the relationship between land and uh, spell, or and the rest of the cards, uh, was was just just worked very well right off the bat. Um, the uh, uh, then then the interesting stuff that came out of. Uh, like uh, the fact that uh, in the, in blue I was sticking all these sort of uh, wacky effects, even though in those days wacky effects was just like you know, draw two cards. That's a wacky effect. <laughs> um, the, uh, uh, the how uh, it led to these uh, unexpected things uh, was was a sign that I think that the game was on the right path. So, is there a card that like is like one of the early cards that you really think is like? The, the putting the stake in the ground, the card that really sort of made you realize this was going the right direction. Mm. I can't think of a particular card. No. Okay. No. Um, was there a card that got added very, very late that, that you're glad you added in, but it got it added very late in the process. Oh yeah. I could probably think of several of those. Um, uh, the boy, I think I, I think I want to pull up a list. Uh, um, you know, there's uh, like for for example, I know that Bird of Paradise happened late because it was based on a piece of art for a different card. That's true. That would be, in fact, probably the latest 
the latest card that was in because of that. That was designed on the fly. Um, and I guess uh, there's certainly no reason for me not to nominate that um, uh, since that turned out to be a, a, an excellent and loved card. Yeah. Um, I think uh, there were some rather strange examples floating around, though, like uh, there was some goblin balloon brigade or something like that yeah. that, uh, that uh, you had to pay a red mana to fly. Yes, yes. So so that was pretty late in design, and it was beginning to, it was, it was where the, I felt like the design was really beginning to open up where you could look at it and it was more than just... Uh, the mechanic wasn't particularly complicated, but uh, it all it told a story with its little mechanics, and and I thought that there was a lot of possibility along those lines. So, I mean, obviously, I'm sure the all of Alpha, as someone who creates magic cards, uh, you have a soft spot for all of the, the whole set. But is there any one card that's sort of just from Alpha that's kind of your pet favorite? Hmm. Uh. This would be this would be uh, be help uh, easier if I had Alpha sitting in front of me. Um, but uh, uh, you know, I I really liked uh, uh, the the nightmare. Oh, nightmare! Okay, so n- nightmare is a, a flying. It's a, a, hor- a horse on fire that flies. Power toughness equal to the number of swamps you have. And uh, and I thought the uh, the the. Force of Nature, uh, Lord of the Pit, were pretty exciting. So big, big, uh, big creatures which uh, which had big downsides uh, were, were a lot of fun. Oh, we didn't really t- let's talk about power toughness for a second. How did you how did you come up with the definition or deciding to do a power and a toughness? How, how did that come about? Um. I don't know. I probably I probably was uh, thinking about uh, um, a, a, you need a power, how hard you're going to hit, and then I was probably thinking along terms of hit points. Um, we never did play the game with uh, how they how do they call it sticky hit points or sticky damage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we never. I never played the game with that because I, I didn't knew I didn't want to play with counters. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I was probably just looking for an analog of hit points and uh, and settled on toughness uh, and uh, and so it was uh, pretty much as close as you can get. Uh, and it was always two. The stats were always two numbers, and that was true the whole time. Yeah, I don't think I. I I'm pretty sure I never played with a single number, um, and uh, I don't. Think I was ever tempted to go up to three later on with like uh, battle tech. We we added armor and things like that. Yeah, Star so, Wars had a speed as well. It's not it's not like you can't add extra stats, uh, but but I was for magic. I was never never tempted. So is there looking back? You know, with, with twenty twenty hindsight, uh, what is the thing you most wish you had thought in the moment to do? Like. Like it's clear not looking back, but at the time, just you missed. What What is your? Oh, if I if I just done this, that something you know, is, is there something that you look back and and I, I know when I look at early writing and always I mean, little things I do will annoy me because like oh why didn't I do this a little bit differently? Oh uh, well, well, certainly. Uh, 
looking uh, looking back, my yeah, my biggest change would hands down be getting the getting the rules right. Uh, the the rules were a mess um, because uh, because there was this idea of how the cards worked, and they worked that way in casual play almost all the time. But when you began look, you know, uh, 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 thinking about some of the timing, then you realized, oh, maybe it should work a different way. And then you, um, and then that led to the first uh, several years of Magic being sort of a, just a bunch of band aids put on it to make the cards work. Um, if I had, if I were designing it, designing it today from scratch, I, I would be designing it as a computer game uh, in the sense that uh, I would be making sure that a computer could resolve all the different interactions and uh, and uh, and and it would work a lot better which all that has been done in the interim yes but, uh, but it was a it was a major major task for the uh, developers uh, over the years and uh, yeah so so uh, I wish I, I wish I had thought that through a little more so we're we're uh, coming near the. I, I'm almost to work. Uh, so I'm curious. Is there any stop for coffee? What I, I did not stop for coffee. Darn. Um, the uh, is there anything? I mean, I've sort of opened into question for you. Is there any cool story about Alpha? Something that I didn't get into that you, is a neat sort of maybe something you haven't talked a lot before about creating some aspect of the game. Well, sure. Uh, like one of the um, people uh, have asked me in the past what cards didn't make it into the final cut. And for the most part, most of the cards made it uh, from the beginning to the end. When we added them in, they stayed, although they did get varied in cost from time to time and uh, effect. But one major category of cards that that got dropped was uh, cards which messed with the ownership of your cards, with the exception of ante. That was the one part that was left. So in the... uh, um, not in alpha, well, actually, probably in, in my alpha, uh, but, but certainly in beta, which is my second uh, playtest version, um, there were there was like a card called Eco Shift, where uh, you when you play it, uh, you shuffle together your lands and your opponent's lands, and then you deal them back uh, um, so everybody gets the same amount. And, uh, and then there was a card, a pixie, uh, which... Uh, had an effect. I think when it hit you, it's flying. Uh, you would swap cards randomly from between your hands. So you know there were maybe half a dozen different things like that where ownership would change. Um, but uh, there were uh, players that began to not care about uh, about winning or losing. They were just playing for these change in ownerships. And uh, and Scaff is uh, certainly one of them. I remember. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, so, for instance, they would make their pixie deck, and uh, and they would just have their deck filled with the trash they wanted to get rid of, and they were just fishing, and they didn't really care whether they won or lost. And uh, and and sort of, it quickly struck me that even though I really liked what those cards were trying to do, which was to make it so that uh, car, because I, I again I viewed the cards the card play back in the day as being something where people would be getting a few decks and that was it. Um, or uh, what we say, a handful of boosters and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, um, and so, and I didn't think everybody would be comfortable trading, even though that was part of the game. Um, and so I wanted some way for cards to circulate without needing people to negotiate. 
And so that's what I was thinking for these pixies and EcoShift, and eventually what what only uh, Anti was left to do, left to do. But uh, I, I decided it was uh, unhealthy for uh, people to not care who won or lost the game, um, and uh, and so uh, got rid of those. It's funny. I mean, you and I have talked about this a lot, but one of the I know uh, there's a lot of different things that influence magic, uh, and that marbles that you played a lot of marbles as a kid and i think a lot of this kind of play i think came from your love of marbles yes that's true yep um uh, there's a certain magic to marbles uh everybody's uh, uh different different collections and the ones that had uh, uh the different sizes and weights meant something but mostly it was about uh, their history and uh and uh um and the good luck you attributed to it and in, in marbles, you can walk away with other people's marbles. That, that's a... Uh... Yes. Both by trade, by playing for keeps. Um, and if you're a bully, I guess just taking them. <laughs> um, so anyway, Richard, it was awesome having you on. Um, you were always welcome back. But it was fun. I, I, it, it's, as a, as a, a fan of magic history, it's always fun to sort of dive deep into sort of the hows and whys of how magic came to be. So thank you very much for being here. No, it's a lot of fun talking about it, walking down magic memory lane. So anyway, I'm now in my den, so we all know what that means. I mean, this is the end of my drive to work, so instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. I'll see you guys all next time. Bye-bye.